Hello and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, Gwen and I talked about a few difficulties that a student might face when studying in a completely different country. This is a bonus episode and the last part of my interview with Gwen. I also added two bloopers in this episode, so stay tuned if you want to find out what happens when a guest misunderstands a question. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Have you ever tripped up because you don't know certain words and you said something that you should not be saying or something that accidentally offended someone or something that was embarrassing? When that happens, how understanding of the people who you were speaking with? Yes, uh, you're right. This is uh, actually a really serious topic. Um, I would say that the language that we use is also, is also our reflection of the person that we're referring to as well. So sometimes when I accidentally say something that might be offensive to us, to some people, other people may not feel like that is, is that serious, but to some people it may be. And what I do in this kind of situation is that I want I ask them sincerely that what is wrong with my sentence? Uh, why do you find it um, offensive? And could you please tell me how could I fix it so that I could communicate better next time? People always want to help the people that, you know, sincere, because as I've said before, everyone makes mistakes. So um, when you receive a reactions from other people, take that as a sign if you should... Um, like rephrase your sentences or just simply ask them like what is wrong. Maybe you have to, you know, there's, there's something, there's some practice that I want, uh, that I want to like do more in my communications that I want to ask them, how would they like to be addressed? Like maybe talking to a professor, some people would like me to address them uh, by their first name, but some people would like me to add the professors in front of their last name or just their last name, something like that. So it's important to ask them beforehand. And most of the time, they would be pretty open about that. There are things that we should be teaching students in Vietnam, but we are not. For example, if you asked me two years ago what my pronouns are, I would probably say you, I, he, she, it. Um, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's a learning curve. And um, as you said, don't be afraid to ask other people for help if you don't know something. You have had the fortune to be surrounded by nice and welcoming people, but not everyone is so nice and welcoming. There's still some you know, xenophobia and discrimination amongst a small section of people. If you don't mind me asking, has something like this ever happened to you? And are you bothered by it? How do you deal with those situations? Yes, I actually don't mind. For me personally, uh, DePaul University, I would say discrimination is something that is addressed really seriously. Like we have webinars, we have uh, events, programs to address this and to provide more information for the students, maybe some special contacts like the police or the counseling services so that they could 
come up to and ask for advice, ask for assistance, ask for help. And sometimes that would actually save a person's life. So, and I have, for me, I have never encountered a case of xenophobia or discriminations uh, on my campus. But you know, like staying on campus, even though it might sound really a really big thing, the campus is just like a bubble that's been protecting you from everything out there. Like when you move to a different city where you no, have, no longer have the protections of uh, the staff, it would be, I would say it would be totally different. Uh, like I remember the second part of your questions is that how would I like um, confront those situations? I would say to, it would be no good trying to argue with them. What I need to do, like what I would prefer to do is to look for help, maybe from the authorities, maybe from the staff, or just maybe from the people that, that is around myself uh, during that time. And I am lucky enough that DePaul University is a real friendly environment. So that is the last question of the podcast. Let's just get a final verdict from you. The US is a good place to live, yes or no? Absolutely. Yes, it is. It is a good place to live in. I would say that every country has, has their own strength. I mean, like a good, a good thing, advantages, and their own disadvantages as well. But overall, I would say, yes, America is a good, is a good country for people who want to live there or people who want to decide to come there to study abroad. Thank you. That is the end of the podcast. Thank you, Aseba, for listening. Thank you, Quan, for this very engaging discussion and your very fascinating insights. I hope that someday I will get to speak with you again on the podcast, maybe after you're a year, a year and a half in, and see how much you've changed from your experience. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to working with you in the future as well. Normally, I have a whole very long list of questions that I will never finish asking. Oftentimes when the podcast stops is when the time runs out. So the time is about to run out and I only have one topic left. So I will get to it very quickly. I'm very excited to discuss this with you. It's the linguistic difference. We do not speak English in Vietnam, but students are mandated to learn English in most public schools. For what it's worth, I don't think our approach to teaching English is the most efficient, but the average Vietnamese student is still capable of speaking some English. At the end of the day, this English is still mostly taught by Vietnamese teachers. So there is a lot of things that we do not learn, especially as it pertains to idioms, slang, and dialects. How often do you encounter new words that you've never heard of? And how fast have you been able to pick up the local lingo? So like on websites that actually, uh, the websites that like focus on teaching other languages, is that the 
the point of the, the questions. I'm trying to ask you, how often do you encounter new words sir? you've never heard? And how fast have you uh, been picking up the language over there? I see, I see. Websites. I don't, I don't think that there's a new, new website here, um, except for, for one, actually. Uh, so after I, I moved on to uh, DePaul universities, there's this one social media platform that is highly recommended by my professors and my advisors, and that is LinkedIn. Because uh, you know, as we move to higher educations, um, we would be recommended to find ourselves some internship, like internship opportunities. And I think that's great as well. What is better than actually experiencing something yourself and to learn from it, right? So, uh, I would say LinkedIn is something really uh, new and important that I've, I am lucky enough to receive mentorship about this website. Um, at the same time, I find that having new languages, like mastering new languages, but it's, it would be hard to master, but being able to just use um, other languages to like, increase your ability to connect with other people, it's also really important. So maybe not just English, but I'm also interested in Spanish and a really important, really like special one is sign language. So that's not a verbal language, but I think that it would really make a difference. Yeah, I, I was actually trying to ask you a different question, but you, know, you gave an answer that is pretty good. So I will still leave it in. What I was trying to ask you was, you know, you go to the US and they speak entirely differently. Oh. I don't think any teacher will teach you like the way to say hello is what's up, bro. You know, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, like slangs or something like that. Mm. You know what? I don't really like actually focus on it that much. Um, as an international student, I often use like formal English with proper grammar or uh, words. So, that, you know, I could make sure that the other students could understand me. I don't usually like shorten my, uh, my sentences or something like that. But so, yeah, I, I would say that I don't really focus on it that much. Like when you say like, what's up? I usually say that in, back in Vietnam as well. So I'm pretty used to that. Uh, yep, but uh, I believe that I just don't um, spend much time uh, focusing or concentrating when they use slides. Yeah, that's it. Let me just try and find how to stop the recording.